greatest. Good morning, South Beach. Here we are, the Fifth Street Gym Podcast, episode number 14 with our special guest, Hector Lombard. And the list goes too long between the Olympics, bare knuckles, MMA, champion, champion, champion. It goes on and on, but I'm super excited to have him here. Hector, thank you for coming to our podcast. Thank you. My personal coach. Don't forget, you're a woman coach too. That's it. We train, we actually train together. Uh, we have, of course, Patrick Keeley and my partner, Tom Sadas, and my daughter, Gabriela Spencer. So we have a big cast today. Uh, very excited to have you. Uh, you are now the bare knuckle champion. And uh, how do you, how did, how does bare knuckle feel to you? Just tell us your experience in bare knuckle, very in general. What do you think? Uh, I love the company, the, the content, the no-blood fighting. I mean, I love all, all kind of fights, from boxing to MMA, uh, to all of it. But this one is special because it's a little bit more brutal, you know. Um, sometimes you ask the guy, like, hey, you want to fight with no blood today? Like, what? Uh, I pass. But I just love it. I just like the, the brutality in it. It's got two hammers right there, too. Look at yeah. this. Yeah. I mean, if it was made for bare knuckle, it was you. Yeah. Um, you had a little incident that Ever got super excited about. Uh, you just want to you just want to fight, I think. You were in the ring, uh, getting ready to announce. They were announcing uh, the winner. And then what? tell us what happened. Yeah, that this clown of uh, Jogana. What is the name of uh, Jogana? Clown. I call, I call him Clown. Um, you will see my face the day before. It's you know it's been in, in, in my face like a couple in a couple times, couple incidents. You know what I mean? And I'm just looking at him. I think this clown thing that I'm scared of it. You know, like he, he really think in his mind, in his stupid mind, that I'm scared of him. He doesn't know that I don't scared of no man. Period. So after the fight, he just get in my face. I even blocking. I even kind of like put the stop. Like don't 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 keep approaching me. So when he violated that, you know, I had to give you one, two piece. And uh, I was going to give him more, but um, he kind of woke up to himself. He said, oh shit, shit's real. He, he gave me like the chicken, the chicken leg. Because I hit him, he, he was like, oh shit. And then he, he walked away. Ah, there you go, that was enough to get him to work. He was away basically trying to rain on your prey. It was your day, you fought, and he, and it's funny that like, you know um, this pastor man he used to try to say hello to me I said you know what just go away don't even just come near me because I gotta give it to you one two piece again and then all because he doesn't know he doesn't know like we're real we're real fighters for real he doesn't know that you know what I mean like he it feels like you know like they got this fighter whatever Nah, you don't gotta get that with me, bro. I will fight you any way you, any way you want, period. And also, we saw, I think, Woosley trying to kind of like come up to you. Woosley, like, Woosley, nah, Woosley, nah, yeah, I'm sorry. So, nah, what, what happened there? Because I saw that two on your, he, he was waving me, he was waving and saying hello. I said like, just, bro, you forgot what you should speak to me, you know? And explain it, I want, I want to hear like. Hey, what happened, uh, uh, back in days, you know, I, I, I know perfect, uh, any shape or form. So I, I have a, a messed up relationship, a relationship that really cost my, my career up, basically. Um, I was on top, on top of the world at one point, 25 wins, right? 
um, two times Bellator champion, signed the biggest contract in UFC history. And I got involved with this girl that, you know, she just, it was a gold digger, you know, and, and, I, and me, for being so, so stupid, like, oh, I, I, I was just gonna change it. I got, ended up like, I changed my life being with that woman, you know, like, uh, my life went downhill, like, party, drugs, alcohol, fights, arguments every single minute. And uh, when I was with her, I met a girl at the gym, and uh, um, she's training, and he sent me a text, hey, bro, you know, um, she got injured, you know, I'm really good at rocking it, you know, let me fix her. He just want to fix his, you know, his gotcha. down there, that's what he wanted to yeah. fix, you know what I mean, his desire. So, he's, you know, since God died, because I wouldn't be here today, I wouldn't be free. I would have lost my freedom, but uh, I would have given an example. He's just lucky that when I call him, when I find out and I call him, he was um, he was he was on his way to you know to Louisiana and uh, and where I'm sorry, where yeah, where he is, where he's from Louisiana. So I'm 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 happy that they happened that way, and I'm happy that he wasn't there because it's not about the God, it's about the action, it's about you know, a lot of people confuse. Oh, uh, you know, what are you fighting for a side or whatever? No, I don't fight it for nada. I'm fighting, you know, for the betrayal. I'm fighting, I get pissed off for the betrayal. Bro, I'm, I'm you know, you, you call me your friend, you know, you just call me and then you just go behind my back and talk so much crap about me. It's just a joke, man. So when this happened, that was in the back of your mind and now he's trying to confront me. It's always been in the back of my mind, you know, like that action that I would never gonna forget, you know, ever, never gonna forget that. Cause imagine like you have a friend or so-called friend that acted like it's your body, it's your boy, and then behind your back he's talking so much crap about you. Meanwhile, he's just doing work. He's married with four kids at home, you know, and he's just trying to do, say like it's wrong what I'm doing, that I have a girlfriend at that time. But meanwhile, you married four kids and you just tried to do that. So that was in the back of your mind when he approached you. Yeah, when he approached me, I'm just like, you forgot what you just did, you know what I mean? Like, you forgot who you really are. And then he just tried to go, you know, I forgot, I thought that you, no, I haven't let go, man. I haven't let go, let's let's fix this. Let's do it. Ben Ako, he said like, he would never do Ben Ako. He's got the most to do it. I said, let's do it in boxing. You know, let's finish business. You'll fight him anyway. Anyway, anyway he wants, anyway he wants. He knows, I, I already dropped him a couple times in his firing, you know, um, and I can't wait. I know for the fact he's gonna lose against um, Jake. So you think Jake will beat him? Jake will beat him for sure. He will. And this is what, people understand, doesn't understand that Jake is a really good athlete. And it's very explosive, you know, especially. Have you, have you ever sparred starting? I haven't sparred, but as you see, you can see when somebody's good. You, you can see him in the mix. The guy's good. The guy has good reflexes. He's got good movement. He's got a good full work. He's got good power. He's tall. That guy is good. He's way bigger. Yeah. Way bigger. He's good. And people think because the guy comes from um, due to. Yeah, but the guy's now full time. That's all he does. Yeah, that's all he does. 
It doesn't matter, you know, like just because I came from judo, I can't, I can't strike. So, they, I don't understand where the people, where the minds of people, you know. So you, you, you think which, and, and I, again, I don't know really that much, but I, I would tend to agree that I would not just say, okay, this guy's a YouTuber, he can't fight, he does this full time, he's got the right thing, I can't, I can't, people right. I can ask a million people, a million UFC fighters, a million boxers, a million athletes, what he did before, or oh, I used to be a bartender. What you did before, what I used to watch cards. Yeah, but that's what you used to do before. Doesn't mean now. You you go, cards. you go and ask thousands of athletes out there, thousands. Because you gotta you gotta pay your bills, you know. Just because you did that in the past doesn't mean that you still are the same thing. You know what I mean? A cleaner. You clean, like GSP don't GSP did it uh uh, pick up trash uh, at the beginning. What's the worst job you've ever had? Now that you mentioned like before fighting, you've always been in fighting, or was there a job that when you were young you just didn't like that you did, that you liked, I'll never want to go do that again? I worked in construction uh, for like a week. I just didn't like the fact that they, they, they were treating me like shit, especially out there in Australia, they, they're very racist. And and every every caller person that lives in that country understand what I'm talking about. You want the, the people say or think that America is a racist. You haven't lived in Australia. Like they just call you a nigger in the face. They just call you. They 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 had name for everything. If you came from Italy, they call you a walk. Yeah, you are a walk. A walk stands for you are walking. That you are. You came to our country to walk. If you came from a Latin country, they call you speaker. Hey, speaker, speaker. Because you speak in Spanish, so they call you speaker. So how long were you there and how did you wind up there? I went there after the Olympics, but my point, what I'm trying to say is like, they call, they have a name for every immigrant. They have a, a, to pull you down. So when I went there, I was just didn't like that. You know, like I felt like it was super offensive. You know, and I should decide not to work anymore and, you know, make my living and do all this stuff. And speaking of the Olympics, tell us a little bit about your Olympic background since the Olympics are going on right now. Yeah, um, I was doing judo and uh, when, I, when I got there in Australia, they, they, they said to me like, hey, bro, listen, a judo, yeah, you're never going to make a living. They call it a, two people fighting in pyjamas. Like I said, in Australia, they, they have a name for everything. So they call it like a, a two people fighting in pyjamas. And, and I have to make a living, I have to make a living doing all this stuff. And then, but tell us about the Olympics. The actual Olympics. The actual Olympics. It's great. I, I truly believe, uh, no, no, no lying to you, I truly believe like the Sydney Olympics is still the best Olympics I ever watched or experienced. You know, the whole undefeated, the whole thing was great. And what year? So 2000. 2000. Hector, can you talk to us a little? What I'm really interested in is the Olympic training that goes on in Cuba. We've heard from Yoel Romero. He's talked a lot about the Cuban wrestling program, how intense it is, the Olympic program. Talk to us about like the judo program in Cuba and the intensity of that training before the Olympics. You know, unfortunately, I couldn't get the whole training Olympics because uh, 
when I when I when I was in the national junior team, I was like really good. I was like the promise. They used to call me the promise. And uh, I got involved with a fight. It was this guy that was super jealous of me. Like I was so good at judo. I was. They used to call me the, this guy. Gotta be the promise. So I got my black belt when I was 15 years old. Um, I was smashing everybody. And uh, there was this guy and they always want to pick a fight on me. And, and I was, one day I called him up, I said like, bro, listen, I know I'm scared of you, bro. I know I'm scared of you. Pick somebody else. And uh, anyways, we ended up, you know, clashing again. And you were a kid, you were a kid at this time? And I, 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 I almost, you know, I, I, I injured the guy really bad, you know. I, I really, I almost, he almost, he's out. So, they suspended me for life and uh, I, my coach saved me, they saved my career. And I joined the national, and then I joined the Olympic team in a year and seven months. So I couldn't have the full camp for the Olympics, but I, I just made the Olympic team. You know, so I can't really tell you how hard it was because I couldn't join the full four years. I couldn't, but just because I got myself in trouble, it got me out. And then, because I was very talented, they got me back again, but it was too late. It was too late for me to just kind of like, you know, like, just do the whole thing. So you didn't really experience like that full QE no. training camp, but you still had amazing success. I still, I still just was, Lucky enough to make it to make it to Olympic team, you know. The promise. Yeah. For real. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's like uh, my story with. Uh, and there's always somebody up there. This is something that really always bothers me. Like there's always somebody that wants to take the the lights of you know of 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 the good of it. You, you know what shine, I mean? You shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, here yeah, I like in trouble with this guy because. He couldn't beat me, and he was so jealous. And then, yeah, I'm out again. I'm in trouble. I'm out. I'm suspended. Life. Yeah, and uh, it's just mm -hmm. sad, though. Some of you gave me a question. Let me ask a little bit later. But for for my point, out of all of between judo, mixer, out of everything that you do, what do you think is your best discipline? For you, that works best for you. I know you do different things, but I you enjoy the most when you think you're the best at. I still gotta go for judo because really judo was my first, and it was you know it's like an old saying like when it's your first, it's your last. So love is your first yeah, love. you have the best when when you every single time you have the best experience is when it's your first experience. So. Judo was my first experience, you know, as a combat sport, as as a, as a sport in general, you know. And besides that, it's, it's really good for balance. You when you fight in the grips, it's basically like you boxing with the grips. Um, obviously, you you get a lot of balance, you get a lot of equilibrium. It's a great sport, you know. I feel like um, every kid should have should. Experience that sport. Yeah, and actually, when I was about 16 years old, the, the local YMCA had judo, and they did that for about a year. And I loved it. Yeah, you know, I just stuck with it. Um, and switching over to you, you, you owned it for a long time. You was at, you was at the gym opening when we opened up. Yeah, absolutely. At the what grand opening of the gym, he was the there. Grand the gym. Remember, remember when uh, when uh, Mohammed Ali and um, 
Angela. Angela Dundee. Uh, we had like a big meeting. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And then 10 years later, he comes back to the gym and we work together on uh, getting him ready for his bare knuckle fights. Everything comes full circle. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because one of the things that Angelo really kind of drilled in my head was to allow every fighter to be himself. And uh, when you train Hector, he's got all this experience. He's got his own style. He's got his own drills. He's got his own idea about how to be, how to be successful. And he's been so successful you actually wind up learning from him. Typically, the coach is the teacher, generally speaking. But you, once in a while, Bernard Hopkins is another situation. Yeah, yeah. I learned more from Hopkins than Hopkins learned from me, and the same with Hector. I wind up learning more from Hector than Hector's learning from me. So it's a very interesting situation that you have. When you find yourself, basically, you're gonna find yourself in most positions You have more experience in a multitude of combat sports with every coach you get with. How do you, how do you develop that relationship with a coach? Because it's difficult. If, you, if it's simple, if, the, if if I know more than the guy, he has to come to me for knowledge. Very simple. But when the fighter knows more than the coach, it becomes a little confusing. So how do you feel about the situation when when it is that that's the case? Um, it's a good point because uh, we always have this chat. I don't know how many times we we always have this same um, conversation about the same topic. Like, you know, uh, I always come to you and say, like, you know, that's one of the reasons why I like about you. Like, you have so much confidence in yourself that you don't need to go over there and change anything. You understand that it's been there, it's done that multiple times. So there is no point for you to take from him what you want. Because I've seen you do an, an amazing work with uh, Luis Palomino, you know, and the list goes on. Um, it should, you should add into it. You never take, you never take away what they have, and this is something that I really respect for you. And I always, I always tell you all the time, not nowadays interview, but I always tell you that this is something that I really respect for you. Like when you you see a guy like Baboon, Palomino, me, whatever these guys have been fighting for, you know, twenty years plus, you should never go over and say like, ah, oh, no, don't do that. Like you should look, you know, you you see him move and say like, hey, just let's do that one, let's do this. But you know, actually, come like there is a bunch of there is a bunch of freaking trainers up there. I don't even want to mention this because I don't want to offend anybody. That they just come and they say like they had the audacity, they had the balls to come and say like, hey, don't do it that way, do it this way. I'm like, oh, fuck you, man. Like, shut up. You know. And me, one of the things that when I was hitting rock bottom was like start listening to other guys you know, telling me what to do. I remember like, I don't gotta mention name, I, I was training with this coach and he was always, he was always correct me like, no, 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 she's gone across. And I'm like, coach, I'm a super short guy. If you start with a cross, somebody gotta step up and <laughs> me, right? Like, like I was telling him for a week and a half, and then yeah. I ended up just kind of like say, all right, she's, I'm going to start with a cross. We go to the fight. I open up with a cross. The guy just took back. He me right here. It broke all my soccer. My eye pop up like this. You know, here my eye, like I can't see. You know, I'm fighting three rounds. 
and the first very first punch is like broke my eye something so that I I couldn't see from there and then from there the guy should pick me apart but you know from now on from that day I said like you know what anywhere I go anywhere I go I got just gonna stick what I'm doing and I don't give it I don't give a day if you like it or not if you like it I'm out and I gotta do it my way I don't I, because when you fight it it's you they want to gotta pay the mistakes so that's a little bit of a experience that I have at out of so many that I should throw light to you. You know, if you like, if I feel comfortable with something, I will do it. And if you're my coach, you don't like it, oh, I guess like I gotta have to move. Yeah. Which makes sense. I, I, would, I would do the same thing, exactly. Yeah, Viola, you okay over there? <laughs> Say hi to everyone. Say hi. You've, Hector, you've, you've competed in literally like every martial art, it feels like kickboxing, boxing, bare knuckle, MMA. Judo, you know, I've watched a lot of interviews with Khabib, and he's obviously a massive fan of Judo. Um, that's where a lot of his base comes from. His father was a very, you know, um, skilled ju Judo practitioner. He talked about how Judo, out of every discipline, fighting, wrestling, is number one, the hardest. Most, yeah. most difficult. I agree with him. You agree with him? Yeah. So everything you've ever done, judo, wrestling, boxing, bare knuckle, the hardest thing that you've done is judo. Yeah. Physically, I mentally. I agree with him. It's, it's a, a very hard sport. And it's sad because when, you know, we mentioned that, believe it or not, I get a little bit emotional because I was so good at judo. I was so good. And the minute that I have to prove and try and, and show the people like I was a great judo player, you know, they, that's what you have to do. So, what we got in here? <laughs> we got our sponsor. This is a sponsor. And, Wait, and whoa. Whoa. This and is from Guatemala. And uh, it's actually it's actually roasted right here in Miami Beach. And it's all coffee. And they're giving two for one for all the uh, uh, Fifth Street Gym sponsors. Uh, I'm sorry, Fifth Street Gym uh, podcast viewers. They can get a two for one. If you buy a bag, you get a bag for free. And all you have to do is put the code Picture Gym and you'll get the code. And actually, he yet brings the coffee to the gym for us, and it is delicious. It is good. It's I'm not bitter. It looks good. It's delicious. So I have some for you already, don't worry. Yay, and, um, we got it back. And you know, it's funny, judo, um, I, I just started uh, doing jujitsu as a beginner, and a big chunk of it is judo. And the, the, the biggest thing about it, what makes it so hard, and what makes it such a direct uh, correlation to life, judo's all about getting knocked down and getting back up. And that's really what it is. And it's about not letting someone knock you down, even though you're tired, you're, that's the whole thing. The whole game is getting knocked down, and if you get knocked down, get back up. And that's really what life is. Um, it's, it's, it's obviously very technical, there's, you know, there's so much to it that I don't mean to, to simplify it, but as far as a life lesson goes, if you're a little kid in judo and you get thrown down and you get back up and thrown down and get back up, you can really put your mind in that place when you're 45 years old and the IRS tries to take you down. When you're 50 years old and your ex-wife is trying to take you down, you can really use that to get you back up off the mat okay, every single time. Well, I'm ready when you are. My daughter's going to do. You ready for judo? <laughs> she gave me, she gave me my daughter's partner. They teach you how to fall. 
That's right. Yeah. I don't fall. Yeah, it's funny because we all gotta fall at one point. That's right. right. I don't care what anybody says. Get the mat. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta hit the floor. And if you brave enough, you gotta get get back on your feet. Yeah. If you're a coward, you gotta stay on the floor. There's days where I like to stay on the floor and not get back up. You drink so, a little coffee, you yeah, get back up. Right? So what's next? What's next? What's next for you? We have a bare knuckle fight. When? Who? Do we know any of those details yet? I got good news for you. I, I'm actually going to put it up there, especially for this. Um, is, is somebody recording? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the camera. Yeah, right there. Um, we got to, uh, finally, we got to uh, finish business. Me and Tiago uh, Alves at the 185. Really? Yeah. Wow, exciting. So that's gonna that's gonna be great. We're fighting for the uh, the bacon one and five belt. And like I said to a lot of people, because that's why I wanted to fight Tiago. I was telling a lot of people, Tiago is one of the biggest names in BKFC. And you can keep talking. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, keep going. Oh. And besides, he's one of the biggest names. He's one of the most experienced athletes in there. And that's that's that was that was my issue. Like that was like that was not even an issue. That's that was my point. I gotta call the guy who he's he's a big name. He's very experienced. And nothing to do with you know me calling him out because I wanted to fight him. I just want to test myself. I want to do to find an experienced guy. With a big name, with a lot, with with a lot of experience in other combat combat sports, etc., etc. Et as so, the, yeah, as the biggest name in the KFC, that's yeah. the most yeah, exciting, and the, the most success between the two of you, most success in in combat sports. It seems to be as long as you both meet at the same weight, it seems like the most obvious. Yeah, it's gonna be a wild fight, um, and uh, I can't wait. Um, and how soon do you think this we can get this going? It's gotta be November. Wow, very exciting. Okay. Before the year end. Before the year end. So. Nino, you uh, in the past you talked about like on your tips, Nino's tips about strengthening the hands, right? And you know when I look at your hands, I'm like, damn, like those are some hammers. I've been fighting bare knuckle, believe it or not, all my life. All your life. So you've been building up that strength in your hand. Like, do you do anything outside of uh, you know the ring, like training wise, to strengthen your hands, or you naturally just have? Rock solid hands for bare knuckles. Let me tell you a story. I, I remember when I was a kid. I was under 10 years old. And I'm in the neighborhood, you know, and my, obviously my dad didn't like me much. And I always was up. So, because he never cared about me. So, I'm playing my balls, right? Because I don't know if you, you guys do that in Italy, like you, you get a chunk of balls and you ain't on it. And then, you know, if you if you hit it, you win the ball. Oh, sure. So I'm, I'm playing, I was really good at it. And I, and I took all the balls from this kid. Then he didn't want to pay me. He just took off. Anyway, a couple minutes later, he come back and I beat him up. And then he just ran to his house, right? And called his dad. They came to me. It's like, now you got to come in our house, hey, I'm finished business. You guys gotta finish business. So I go. He had about 10 kids. <laughs> and he was lining him up. <laughs> and if I want, the next one. As I'm fighting, so 10 rounds they grow. <laughs> they grow. At the football, I might get tired, getting old, you know, beat up. I need to find a way to get the hell out of here because 
these kids that got it. Not me out unconscious. And I found a way and I left and I ran. But with, what I'm telling you is like, I've been fighting since I was a kid. So how many did you tell me? That was just this one. It was something before, because at the feast I was jumping, I was running. I was like, I'm out of here. You guys are like, four, 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 Dude, I was 4 and 0 in that neighborhood right away. Where was it? I was, I don't know where I was. Where? 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 Uh, whether he's just coming to visit, he does. He brings his equipment from his champ management, champ wraps. He says, how many patents do you have? I have 17 now. 17 patents, he's also an inventor. And uh, he's always bringing these new toys, new, new combat sports toys, uh, help me coach, yeah, help me train. He's got a unique wrap system for your hands. It's funny, he invented a wrap system that is really arguably the best hand wraps you can buy. And he hits the bag, hits the gloves, hits the mitts, hits people with nothing out of his hands. What's it like? Like, how does it... It's got a hand. It's like, one day I'm at the gym and I'm in the breakfast, so I'm, I'm there and I see, like, every fighter, they have, like, a little sponge in their way, holding it. And everywhere I go, I see, like, everybody has a sponge. And I'm like, you know what? She's going to come out with, 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 the, with the wrap that has attached it. They has attached the... Built in. Sponge. Yeah. Built in patty so that's what I did. It wraps super easy. People can wrap their own hands. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. I was like, everyone's always doing that. They're balanced. Everything is about detail. Honestly, yeah. like it's a, it's a lot of things that you can invent or a lot of things that you can come out with. It's just right there. You know, you just have to do. Is there a website for Champ for the company? Champ wraps. Yeah. Champ wraps. Okay. Very good. But yeah, like I like I like. It's funny you say that because you always say that, man, here we go again, Hector's coming with some stuff to give away. Bro, stop! But I feel like when you come to a place um, and you give something, I feel like the atmosphere changes. I, I feel like, the, especially the atmosphere of the person that you give a little bit of pressure, it feels like, they feel like grateful, like, they're like, wow, you know, like, it's just for that little detail, because I remember my grandfather is the, one of the persons that I, that I love the most, right? And my grandfather, every single time that I would see him, or he would come over, or I would go to his place, he would have something for me, like a little thing. And I was always happy to get to see my grandfather, because I knew he was going to give me something. So I find a way to say, let me see my grandfather, let me see what he got for me today. And I do, I, get, I, get, I just feel guilty because you don't, I love having you here. You don't have to bring me anything, but I always love the I know, I know, but that's just like. And my client, she has got the, the thing that helps you tie your gloves without the Velcro, so you have laces gloves. He's giving me foam sticks that don't fall apart after two workouts. Uh, he's giving me the champ wraps. He's always got a new toy. And uh, training in, in boxing is very monotonous. It's jab, cross, hook, uppercut. Same thing day in, day out. So when he brings the toys, I'll be able to use it on my clients, on the fighters. And it makes it, you know, that much more interesting. So we really love, love having it. Um, What's up with putting Gabriella? Gabriella. Let me ask you now a question, because you've been asking me a bunch of questions. I need to ask you a question. What is so special about a fist gym? Like, 
no matter who you are, you have to come to fish you, like Jepo, Logan Paul, uh, Mayweather, this goes on and on and on and on. They always have to come here. What is well, it? Uh, you know, the real the reason why it's the world famous fish you gym is because of Muhammad Ali. That being said, I, Tom and I got to spend a lot of time with Muhammad at the end of his life. Uh, also with, with Angelo and um, when Angelo, we have a great video of Angelo telling us, I'm so excited about you kids, you reopened the fish gym. The amount of pressure that was put on me uh, to maintain a level of energy and an atmosphere that, uh, that was so important to me that I just feel like that's my life's work. It's not about being in the corner for a world champion. It's not about uh, you know making some supermodel scheme. It's about have, keeping this roof up, keeping the door open, keeping the energy alive, um, out of respect for those two giants and Muhammad being the greatest of all time. To, to, to have that responsibility, I take very, very seriously. Um, in turn, uh, we've used their example. And one of the greatest examples is, is that when Muhammad trained, and he was the biggest star in the world, they said, Besides the Pope, he's the most recognizable face in the world. When he trained, he never closed the gym. So when you train your world champion, we don't close the doors for you, or Baboon, or Adrian Olimo, or Jake Paul, or anybody else. We don't close the doors for anybody. So it, it's a welcoming feeling that Mohammed set that, that, That's that precedent. Exactly, to make everyone feel welcome. And uh, you know, he would spar with guys in the neighborhood. He used to spar with the guy that eventually became the mayor. He wasn't a fighter. He would get in there, he would get in there with everybody. So the fact that he did that and he set that precedent is something that we have now followed along and uh, I think that more than anything is what makes this street so special. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, in my opinion, I, sh I think this gym should be all across the globe. You know what I mean? Like, this gym should be, you know, because I feel like uh, every country should have a piece of history like this, a piece of memorabilia like this everywhere you go. So if you're in France, I would like to see a fifth gym in France. If you have in Italy, I would like to see one in Italy, right? I think your invention brain is working again. I think it's a great idea. No, but I love it. Imagine, like, let's suppose I'm in Spain, right? Yeah. And I want a box. And when I look at Google, I say, like, that in Spain, I'm there. Because it's like in Cuba, right? If you're in Cuba, if you haven't seen Anyway, the Marina Henry, uh, you haven't been to Europe. Well, if we could do that for all our Italian, Spanish, and French viewers, please, we're ready to open up Fifth Street Gym Europe. So, we you French out? Uh, let's do it. I'm ready. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, let's put the work. I do want to say, too, like for someone like myself who just likes to stay in shape and train. Brother, well, imagine, like, if you're from, you're from America, right. and you already know the name. Exactly. Everybody in America knows the name. And you go, and I'm going to stay, and I want to just go around, and I want to do boxing, because we all like boxing. Oh, shit, it's a fit gym here in Spain? You should go. You don't even ask any more questions. Well, that's for anyone out there that wants to stay in shape and work out, too. The cool thing for me, as a fan of boxing, obviously the history that Dino just outlined, which is incredible. But for me, I'm just trying to stay in shape. I'm here hitting the bag, and Hector might be next to me hitting the bag as well. So what's more motivating for that as someone out there who just wants to stay in shape? You can have world champions around you working out, and uh, you can draw stuff from them, draw some motivation. So that's the type of like atmosphere you're in here, which uh, most gyms don't have. I mean, where else are you gonna be able to walk in and train right next to a world champion? That's, that's my, that is my favorite part of the gym. 
my favorite part of the jig is, is when I'm training just anybody and they can look over and see someone like Hector. The inspiration, the motivation is just, and you can see they're, 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 it's like someone turned them on, plugged them in, and they just, they, they go from being a housewife to in their brains, you can see they turn into, the, they, the champion comes out of them. And it, it's, it's, it's the most fun part of coming to the gym for me. Um, it's so exciting. And then what I've seen very interesting the other way, is I've seen the world champions, next thing you know they're talking to a doctor, a lawyer, an investment banker, before you know it, they're at a meeting, before you know it, something yeah, comes from it. it. Something comes from it, and all of a sudden one of my fighters, you know, he, he's like telling me how he owns three condos. You own three condos? I didn't know you, I thought, it, when I met you, you thought a condo was a, was a condom. And now, <laughs> now you own three condos. And now they, they, they met, they made relationships, they've grown, and, and everybody grows from the relationship and it's been very exciting. Yeah, it's a super special atmosphere. And, and Hector, I remember actually, maybe the first time stepping into this gym, I remember seeing you and uh, Luis in the corner talking after training. I think Daniele was in here. Christian threw in the big heavyweight. He's bigger than life. He was in there all at the same time. And then there was just your normal average day people jumping rope working out. And I'm like, man, this is pretty, this is a pretty unique atmosphere. You don't really walk into that um, too often. So, I mean, the story of Muhammad Ali, the lineage, Tom Medino creating that welcoming atmosphere, and then you're training around world champions every day. So, like, what's better than that? You gotta. And by the way, Muhammad is always being my favorite actor. Always be. So we have number to, one. We have to follow Muhammad. Hector on. Where do we find you on social media? Uh, Hector Lombard. Yeah, my name is. Is it Hector Lombard? Yeah. Instagram. Same. Yeah, Same. Okay, I have to Very simple. And we have champraps.com. And you can also, we have, Tom is in charge of the world famous Fifth Street Gym. Just Fifth Street Gym at Fifth Street Gym. There's Dino at Fifth Street Gym. There's. You can follow hmm. me at Brooklyn Boxing Podcast on IG or my personal, which is underscore Patrick Healy. I heard about that. Brooklyn. There you go. We're, We're doing good, right? Yeah, We're getting the yeah, And Gabriel Spencer has her own Instagram as well. If you can follow our modeling career. And other than that, um, this is uh, the, we have, well, this podcast will drop on Wednesday, so everyone will be ready for it. And uh, we will hey, see you. The crazy guy with the subscribe. Oh, subscribe. Right? He's going to wake me up at okay, 3 o'clock in the morning. You have to subscribe that? to our YouTube channel, Fifth Street Gym, and you have to hit like. And please, comments, and questions. Frenchie will get them to us. We get, get them on here, record, and get the answers. Get them directly to you. Try to be nice. You can help yourself because the keyboard warriors are not our favorites. So try to be nice, and but we'll be happy to answer. <laughs> I, I start getting used to these guys yeah. because honestly, at the beginning, that's why I didn't want to have no social media because they used to piss me off so much, and I would go <laughs> and, you know, and scream at them on the computer. Now mm -hmm. I'm just like, all right. Yeah. Whatever you think. They're so, definitely yeah. crazy if they want to fight you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, okay, my favorite yeah. champion, Jimmy Soul? Yeah, Right? Other than that, we will see you on the beach. Ciao for now. Here we are with our brand new sponsor. My man here, we call him Turco. He's a member of the Ginge from the Salt Cafe at 1401 Collins. Everybody travels to Miami Beach at one point or the other. No matter where you are, you know you're going to come. You're going to come to Fifth Street and then you're going to eat at the Salt Cafe. He, it's a Turkish Mediterranean restaurant. He's got a lot of things on the menu, but what I like the most is the baklava. Turkish baklava. No offense, Tom, but it's really moist and delicious. 
So everyone, if you follow my Instagram, you know, everyone's curious, what is Dino eating next? Well, I'll tell you, baklava. Mm. So he was telling me, as a Greek, mm. that he's got the best baklava, blah, 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 blah. I've heard the stories, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I gotta tell you, this is by far the mm. best baklava mm. I've ever had. And I'm not just saying because he gives you for free. Mm. It's like sure. buttery, it's good. soft, it's, it's good. But tell me a little bit about the cafe. Right. You can't do that, I'm keeping pa our, uh, Salt Cafe is kind of, uh, we try to create a brand and environment like uh, European, uh, Toulouse, Mykonos style uh, restaurant cafe on Miami Beach, where everybody's welcome. Uh, and uh, can find something uh, from all over Mediterranean, Greek food, Turkish food, and uh, Italian or American as well. Uh, also the music that we try to select uh, a good environment music uh, something that uh, you know welcomes everybody not only one type of music that just plays for certain people so uh, when you come in there you're gonna uh, feel kind of like a Mykonos Tulum vibe uh, very welcoming uh, we have a lot of guests that website address so they don't it's uh, 1401 uh, Collins Avenue. So 14th and Collins, basically, on the corner. It's I think right across from North, East Corner. Yes. So uh, that's and where the we try to hotel? Yes, it's underneath yes. the Beach Plaza Hotel. The Beach Plaza Hotel. So when you're in Miami Beach and you come visit us here at the gym, you have to go, you have to party when you're in Miami. That's just a rule. Even if you, I know you want to stay in shape and be healthy, but you can get healthy food by them as well. Had at least one piece of baklava. You have to try a baklava. Just, to, I have just, to see, try it. just so you know that I was right. Other than that, uh, any specials come up that they should know about? Or if they uh, see the gym, will they get a discount? All our gym members and the locals can have a 20% discount. Oh, there you uh, go. Soul Cafe, as well as our uh, new and upcoming projects. And you're opening uh, up, uh, it's kind of a secret, so I don't know if I should say uh, anything. You're almost there. It is a secret. We have three projects on the, on the way. Oh, wow, very exciting. Uh, in a week or so, we're going to sign all those. Uh, contracts and the leases. Uh, for now, uh, I don't want to say anything when it's not 100% yet, but uh, you know, it's uh, hopefully uh, good things are going to happen. So and, uh, my, uh, my question for you though is, this is a boxing podcast, who is your favorite fighter? Uh, of all time? All time. Of all time. Uh, I would say Muhammad Ali, of course. Muhammad Ali, of course. Of course. Uh, that's was... Uh, and who's your favorite fighter right now? Active. Uh, right now. Right now, I would say Canelo. Canelo. We're getting a lot of Canelo fans. A lot of Canelo. Turkish, Turkish guy. Even though he's a bit... Uh, Avni. Yeah. Turkish guy. Uh, I kind of know Avni too, uh, but uh, Canelo, you can't say anything against that. He's, he's, right now, he's the best. He's on fire. You're right. He's the hardest working guy. and. Smart. Perfect. Uh, I love. Uh, he's he's on he's on fire right now. So that everybody, make sure you go to, when you come to Miami Beach. We'll see you at the Fifth Street Gym, and then we'll meet you for dinner at the Salt Cafe, fourteen oh one Collins Avenue, Miami Beach, Florida. Don't forget the baklava. Baklava, which is his nickname. <laughs> baklava. <laughs> Ciao for Thank now. You.